0: everybody and welcome back to whatever it is i'm tyler welcome back if you're um a seasoned veteran of this channel welcome if you're new um i hope you're all doing well today whenever you're listening to this currently i am recording this uh in my bed watching tennis i don't know how i'm going to do two things at once here but i um we're going to make it happen today um if you don't know, um, and this is your first time listening to me, um, hello, uh, this podcast is about me, uh, my journeys and struggles with anxiety, everyday life problems, everyday things that I can give you advice on. So if you're interested in that, please give this a listen. Subscribe. Uh, follow me on Instagram. That's my most active platform at whatever it is podcast. I'd love to have you there. I post, uh, when I do post, I post new updates when, uh, new episodes come out, so please, uh, follow me there, but, uh, on a more serious note, well, it's not that serious, well, kind of is, but, um, I want to talk about this week's episode, uh, topic, which is, um, finding jobs, struggling with jobs, uh, dealing with this job pool, and, uh, some ways you can, uh, kind of boost your resume and get your word out there. Um, I've been dealing with this a lot lately. I, um, it just, it's just a really long drawn out process. And I really want to share my thoughts. What, um, has happened to me, the job market and things like that. Uh, usually I have a written plan today. I'm going to kind of go off my head and see what comes, um, what comes out. (laughs) But I, um, I just want this to be more relaxed and more talkative, because I think I have a lot to say on this topic, regardless if, um, if I write it down. So let's get into this podcast. Okay, guys. Well, okay. I'm trying to think of a new name. A a while, a while back, in one of my first episodes, I was trying to come up with a nickname, and I, I, like I did not like, I think I suggested the whatever it is or something and I was like that's so stupid. I was listening back before I posted it and I was like this is dumb, but I'm going to post it anyway. But I um I'm going to call you besties because I think you guys we're on a level now where if you've listened to me for a while, I do consider you a friend even though I've never met you, but we are besties and I think that um you know, as a bestie, we give advice to each other, we help each other, so you guys are my besties. So anyway, besties, um I I think that I want to start at um, giving you a little background about me and my work and, you know, if you're new here and you haven't listened to my previous episodes before, I did do one on um, about me and what I've learned in school. Uh, I am 22. My birthday is um, before I record. I'm recording this before my birthday, but as this is posted, I'll be 23. I graduated from fashion school in New York City in May um, of 2022, so I'm fresh. I'm ready for you know jobs. Uh, I've worked in accounts payable for about six years. Uh, I have corporate experience. I also have worked uh, for an interior designer. I went to community college before I transferred to fashion school, and I also worked there helping uh, my honors advisor with, um, basically being her assistant. So that's kind of like a little history about me and my job experience. And right now I still do work, um, at the accounts payable job and I'm looking for more serious or part-time work due to, um, student loans. And I can't afford it with my current job, but you know, who doesn't want more money? And I think that's my biggest goal is I want to be happy and I want to do things that make me a lot of money and that I'm happy, um, you know, doing it because you are at a job for a long period of time, most of the time. And I don't want to be unhappy and settle for just a job that has a high paying salary, but I'm not happy at. So the job search, um, has been rough and let's start there, right? So coming out of college, I have a fashion business degree with a minor in interior design. Now in school, I really didn't know what I wanted to do. I still don't really know what I want to do, but I know the fashion industry is where I want to be. I think I thrive in working with other people and being collaborative and being a leader and just interacting with people. I think as an extrovert, I, you know, I thrive in social situations and I think working in an environment that's fast-paced and ever-changing is something good for me. So I don't really want, know what I want to do in the fashion industry yet, but there's a lot of different careers out there. I could do marketing. I don't want to do design or I don't want to do merchandising or buying um, a lot of numbers, too much Excel for me. If that's for you, good for you, but I definitely don't want to be working in Excel and numbers all day. I work with numbers now and math is just not my thing. My numbers really aren't my thing, but I um don't want to do that. So. I still don't know what I want to do, and that's okay. I think oftentimes we're kind of pressured right after school. And even like in high school, like to figure out exactly what you want to do. If I was to stick with what I wanted to do in high school, which was nursing, I would not be happy right now. And I would not be where I am today because I think I would have enjoyed nursing and I would have enjoyed helping people, but working probably through the pandemic probably would have been like a breaking point for me. And I don't know how these nurses and health officials did it all that time for two and a half years with this pandemic. I just, I could never. So anyway, I'm going on a tangent here, but you get what I'm trying to say, right? I think we're like forced to kind of always decide on what we want to do so early, but I think we have so much more time than people think. And we're young. I mean, I'm young. I have time to figure things out, do things I, you know, I want to do. I think the pandemic affected me and my age group of people because I wasn't getting the experience or I wasn't getting internships to kind of figure out what I want to do. So that's kind of like one downside of it is that I wasn't really exposed to a lot of different aspects of the fashion industry. So I don't really know what's out there and I don't know what's for me. So it's hard. And what I'm trying to say here is that you know, it's okay not really to know what you want to do and you have time to figure it out. So I'm going on a tangent here and I don't want to keep going on a tangent and I don't want to repeat myself, but let's just say from what I was saying before that I don't know what I want to do. So the job search is a little rough, but I do um, apply almost literally every single day. And I never hear back from certain companies. Now, you're probably thinking, Tyler, well, where the hell are you applying if you're not hearing back from these jobs? Um, Personally, I don't really apply on Indeed. I think Indeed, I've heard that they don't really read your resume. And I've never really had good experience with Indeed. I definitely use LinkedIn. LinkedIn is like my main, main source of applying to jobs. Because I feel like the people on there are real. And the positions that they're trying to fill, it's, it's like an accurate job. I, like, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, when you do a quick Google search of, like, jobs, most of the time what comes up is, like, when you Google, like, say, fashion jobs in your area, you're going to get a bunch of different websites. And, I don't know, sometimes these websites are, like, I don't want to say sketchy, but, like, I just don't trust, like, the job listing. And I've seen too many things where, like, The job's been fake and I've also applied to jobs where like they've been either fake or like the people are like it's not a real job and like it's like a scheme or something. I don't know, but I just don't trust that um, those kinds of sites. So I kind of stick with LinkedIn and I don't think I'm limiting myself to like one platform. I think LinkedIn is great. There's a lot of opportunities on there, especially like if you network the right way and have the right network. I think they can also bring you jobs and People you know in your your field can also help you, you know, with like insider jobs, right? Because I think a lot of the times the jobs on Google are very like basic and sometimes like companies are willing to hire more. They feel like you're more qualified if you know a person that already works there and they can put in a good word for you. So I think that helps the job process too, which is why I prefer LinkedIn. So... It's not I'm not saying don't apply at other places. I just I think LinkedIn is cleaner and it gives you a more easier process. And this is not sponsored by LinkedIn. If if it is, hit me up LinkedIn, but I um I just really like the platform and I like the networking aspect and the the connections you can make are like real connections with actual people that work at these companies or the recruiters. So anyway, um, I kind of lost my train of thought there because I went on a tangent. But let's continue with what I was saying before. So I currently do work and, um, I am looking for something part-time or if the right opportunity comes up more full-time, but I'm happy where I am with my current job, but I definitely would like more money and more experience. Right. So I'm kind of at this like awkward standstill kind of point where I just don't know like what's going on. And I saw this TikTok, and one of my friend's actually sent me a TikTok too. And it said the job pool right now and trying to find a job is like trying to win the lottery. And it's absolutely true. I have applied to over 80 jobs and I have only heard back from one. And that one job was a part-time job at Whole Foods. It wasn't even an actual, you know, like full-time position. It was just a part-time position. And It's very, it's just so tough out there. And I know I'm not the only one going through this. But it's, it's very disheartening and very discouraging to not even hear back from these places. And I'll get into this later in the podcast. But it's definitely taking a toll on me mentally and honestly, like, I don't want to be like, oh, like, I feel so... Don't feel bad for me. Like, feel bad for me. I'm, you know, I can't find a job. But genuinely, it's so tough out there. And I don't want to make anybody scared. And I don't want to make anybody, you know, not want to apply to jobs out there. But it is rough and it is scary. And I just want you to know that it's tough and you're not the only one. So I want to get into, like... The jobs I applied to and what's happened and, you know, what are the outcomes of that job? Because I think it's important for me to share my experience and also give you my own opinions and thoughts on actually what happened. So let's get into that. Sorry, um, I had to stop there for a second. I was very deep in conversation and deep in thought, but I don't know if you heard, but my computer was about to take off. Um, it was, uh, it's getting a little warm. So, um, let's get back to what I was saying too about like my experiences and kind of what I've been dealing with in the job market and the jobs that I applied. So, uh, I've applied to a lot of different aspects of the fashion industry. Um, whether that be marketing, whether that be retail, um, whether that be, more of the business um, end of things. And I've literally applied to anything you could think of, right? And like I said before, I literally do not hear back from any of them. And if I do hear back from them, they tell me that they're either A, looking for more experience or B, I'm just not even considered for the position. And this kind of bothers me about the job market in general, because I find that It's like this weird paradox of, like, these companies need people to work, but they're looking for so much experience. Well, how do you expect me to have so much experience in an entry-level position if you don't even consider me for the position or give me an even an opportunity to try in that position, right? And this is, like, this weird thing that happens with, like, companies and recruiters is that, You're basically not even considered if you don't even like match like a few of the job descriptions. And I'm not saying like I'm not going to go and apply to be like an aerospace engineer because obviously I don't have the qualifications or the experience for that. But I'm just saying if I fit, you know, two out of the four things um, that is required of a job, why don't you give me the opportunity And let me try and even learn it. And listen, if I suck at it, I suck, then fire me or I leave. But at least I tried. And this is what bothers me so much about companies and like really big companies is that they're always advertising this sense of community and like wanting to help and always advertising jobs. And then when you go to apply to these jobs, you either are denied or not even given a chance. And I have a great example of this. So... The other day I um, I applied to a job uh, at my local Nordstrom. basically it was a I think the title was a retail stock and f- and fulfillment associate. So essentially what I would do is and this is like irrelevant to the story, but I want to give you like a little background on it. Um, basically what I would do is I would take the the products and the merchandise off the freight truck, and unload it, unpack it, separate it into the right, um, you know, departments, uh, take it to the departments. And then I would shop the online orders for the customers. And I thought this was like great. I thought it was like perfect, like kind of like getting my foot wet in the door with, um, (laughs) that was a weird analogy, but you know what I'm trying to say, get my foot in the door. I don't know why I said wet, but get my foot in the door and, and you know, try to gain some more fashion experience. Right. And I was like, oh, perfect. So I applied. I didn't expect to, you know, to hear anything back because I've been disappointed already. And I was like, all right. So I hear back. I got an email a few days later. um, And the recruiter was like, hi, you know, I'm really interested to learn more about your job experience. Can you set up a 15 minute call with me? So I was like, absolutely. So I sent her my availability and I told her and It was actually for the next day because it it lined up. Right. So when she sent me, we agreed on 10 o'clock the time. Right. And then when she sent me the invite back, it said nine. And I was like, hmm. I was like, okay, maybe it was a mistake. So the next morning I was ready for nine o'clock anyway, just in case she had called me. So I'm waiting, waiting, waiting. I didn't hear anything. So I was like, okay, it's definitely at 10. I had a little cereal. I had a banana. I was energized. I was ready. Right. Even though I was nervous because I'm always nervous about everything. I was like, I'm I'm ready. Like I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. <sighs> well, friends, I think you know where this is going. I um did not get a call, and I'm sitting here at ten o'clock, waiting, waiting, waiting. Ten o five. Ten ten. Ten fifteen. Ten thirty. Ten forty five. Eleven. Nothing. Nobody calls me. So at I think it was ten oh seven and this could have been a little impatient of me just because I was like nervous, but I emailed her and I said, you know, hello, just confirming we still have um our phone meeting today. Let me know. Right? Nothing. And I didn't hear anything back again, and now it's been um a few days and nothing. And this is what I mean. I um I I just I'm at a loss of words because these companies, especially a company like Nordstrom, right? You would think that they have better implications of trying to hire people, and they don't. And it's just so disappointing. And for me, it's not like I like was like overly excited about the job, but I was finally excited about something that maybe fit my schedule and got my foot in the door with fashion, with a real luxury company. And I was like, oh, this would be great. And then to not hear back, it just puts the sour taste in your mouth. And, you know, I was, on, I was having a conversation with my friend and she was like, oh, you know, don't do this well with me thing. But at the same time, after applying so many times, I think I have a right to be upset and to be kind of discouraged about finding a job. And the Nordstrom position just really upset me because like, how do you not even respond back to me? And then I, I, I forgot to mention this part, but I had gone on to my application on the website, which I applied directly through Nordstrom and it said no longer con- uh, under consideration for this position. What? Like I, I, you didn't even talk to me. You didn't even give me an opportunity. How am I not even considered? We had a phone call set up and i still went on i went on again this morning to check if the job had maybe been fulfilled and they're still hiring for that position and i'm not going to apply to it again because i don't know if i want to work at a company that doesn't even have the decency to reply back to me and i can be picky and i have the right again to be not mad or or annoyed but more Upset with a company that you think would respond back. And this is this is what I'm saying about the job market. And this is what I said before, too. It's like these companies are hiring so um, urgently and immediately. And they need the help. And you see all these ads. Someone qualified like me, who has a degree, who has experience. You don't even answer me. And this is what frustrates me. And I actually have another story, too. Um, I want to share this one, too, because this is relevant to what we're talking about here, too. And a few days before this whole Nordstrom thing, one of my family members works at Home Goods part time. And she was telling me that, you know, they're looking for help. And I was like, oh, this could be great. Like part time. I could keep my current job and I'm happy at my current job. And I can make a little extra money at Home Goods doing maybe morning shifts two to three days a week, right? That sounds pretty good. So she put in a good word for me and um, she had told the manager and the manager told me to come in at 12 o'clock the next day because that's when Karen, this lady, which maybe I shouldn't have said her name, but anyway, um, it doesn't matter because I didn't say the location, but um, she was going to be here at 12 o'clock. So I was like, okay. So I didn't know what to expect, but I did print out my resume. I was ready, you know, just in case so she could take a look. And I had gotten there at 1215 and maybe this was an error on me, but the the manager had told me to come in at 12 o'clock. So I'm always punctual and I'm always on time. So I was like, okay, I figured why not, right? So I get there at 1215, I wait for Karen for about 10 minutes and she tells me that she has another interview before me and they're running late. And I was like, okay, not a big deal. I kind of came in here unexpected anyway. And she had asked me if I filled out the application and I said, no. So she says, come back, um, around one. And this was maybe at like 1230. So I was like, okay, I'll fill out the application in the car. So I went in the car. Um, I filled out the application online. And it was actually a little after one, maybe like 105. And I went back in because I was like, ah, let me give her a few. So I go up to the front and I said to the lady, uh, you know, I'm here for an interview. Can you please get Karen? So they were like, okay, no problem. So they um, called Karen and Karen said she would be out. She's, you know, still in the back, I guess, interviewing or whatever she was doing. I'm assuming she was interviewing. And I was like, okay, no problem. So I thought she was going to be like, you know, a two minutes in and out, right? Well, here we go again, friends. I am um, disappointed once again. I waited for about 20 minutes, about 20 minutes in front of the store. In front of the store, just standing there. And honestly, I had enough and I walked out. And... You're probably thinking, well, Tyler, if you're really looking for a job that bad, why didn't you wait? And to be quite honest with you, and I feel like I can be honest with you because you are my listeners, you are my besties. I can be honest here. I just, I did not think it was worth all that time waiting for that kind of job. And I don't want to sound like a snob and I don't want to sound picky, but I feel like I can be picky in the sense that this is only... I'm only finding another job at this moment to supplement more income. And if it means being picky in a retail setting, I can. And it was like 1.30 when I walked out. So I basically waited an entire hour for this lady, which I understand she had another interview before me. But if the other interviewee was running late, wouldn't you have taken me first and made the other one wait? Like, isn't that logical sense? Like right then and there, I figured out the management style and no wonder my my family member talks so much about how disorganized and unfunctional it is at this particular location because honestly, it really is. And I'm kind of glad I didn't get that job because I had called her, I had called my family member after and I was like, you know, they never showed up and I walked out. I just, I can't do this anymore. So she had texted the manager and she said, Karen was in a meeting she um an interview she'll be out in a few but I had already left like you really thought I was gonna wait longer than that for for that but anyway so she said Karen would call me and I at this point I was like kind of pissed and I was like I don't really care if she ever calls me or not so it's about six o'clock at night and I get a phone call but usually like it, it said spam so I didn't answer it so I was like eh, whatever so it was a voicemail and basically, um, Karen called and said she was apologizing and all this stuff about, you know, you could come in and if you're interested, you know, I'll definitely still interview. But I had withdrew my application and she saw that and I want nothing to do with that anymore. And I think this whole experience of just not hearing things back or things going wrong is what's so corrupt about... The workforce. And I don't know if this is particular to me and my experiences, but it just makes job searching and job hunting so much more of a hassle. And I thought it would be more fun, like, you know, looking at different options and having options. And right now it's not fun. It's actually really depressing. Uh, and I just I don't even know what to do anymore so those are just some stories I have I have not heard back from a lot of other companies and um, I've applied to Chanel for example there's a Chanel um, warehouse close to where I live and I've applied to multiple positions there and I just get denied I don't even get the opportunity I've applied to, there's a Louis Vuitton warehouse in a similar area. Denied. They don't even give me a chance. Um, And yes, maybe I am underqualified for some of these positions. But some of these positions, I feel like I'd fit perfectly. Or I meet the requirements and I have what they need. And yet they still don't give me the opportunity. So it's like, what do I do? I've applied. You have no idea. I wish I could show you the amount of like LinkedIn jobs I've applied to. Uh my college used to use handshake. Um I've applied through jobs there. I've applied like literally anywhere you could think of besides Indeed and those sketchy websites, um, I've applied and I just haven't heard back. So it's definitely been hard and that's just some of my experiences. But I think what I've learned now and, you know, talking through my with my friends, which I'm really, really grateful for you guys. I, I mention you a lot in these podcast episodes, but truly I wouldn't be able to get through these things without you. And you know who you are. um, If you're listening, you know who you are. And I love you. And I, I appreciate your advice and your opinions and just trying to keep me positive because there's so much negativity around this whole process and this experience. So thank you. But... I just, I think that what I've learned and talked through it is that things happen for a reason and I'm a firm believer in things happening for a reason and I know things like this happen so that better experiences can come to me and for me and maybe that fit me better and that's why I think I'm in a better place now than I was a few weeks ago. I was really upset. Um there were some nights where I would like literally like just sit there and not, I don't want to say cry, but I would tear up just because of how hard and stuck I feel. And I don't want this episode to be like somber and you, I don't want you to feel bad for me. It's just, I'm being real with you and how I felt. And I just, you know, want you to know that you're not alone and seeing other people and seeing things on social media about finding jobs make that it's just so difficult it makes me feel a little bit better so I just want you to know you're not alone and you know we're all going through this if you're my age if you're older than me if you're younger than me I think it's just a part of life and finding where you fit in is tough but it is a process and I'm looking forward to the process now I'm a little more open and, and more optimistic than I was which I think is such a big part of it when you're mentally open and you're mentally accepting like when you apply to these jobs I feel like you get better outcomes than you are just like aimlessly applying to like random jobs which I think I was doing in the beginning which is probably why I didn't hear back from a lot of them but you know having an open mind and being more optimistic about this whole process I think more jobs come in And more opportunities come in and they seem to work out. So one of my biggest tips to you is that if you're searching for a job and you're kind of in a similar situation to me where you feel stuck, I think the best thing to do is just be open, be ready to receive anything that comes in. Maybe if it's not something that's like 100% what you're looking for, maybe just give it a try. Go through the interview process. If you find it's not for you, then that's okay. I've done that too. I've gone through interviews Um, and the job just wasn't what I was looking for after considering it and what they were explaining it to me. And that's okay. You don't have to, you know, feel pressure to take a job. So just be open and be ready for new opportunities to come in. And that's my biggest thing. My quote this year, I always do a mood board and my 2022 quote was see rejection as redirection. And I've kind of lived my whole year around this mantra, and I think it's really helped me overcome a lot of struggles, and especially this job search is a huge struggle right now. And I'm just seeing this rejection of jobs redirecting me into a better path. And I didn't see that, I'm gonna be honest, I didn't see that in the beginning, but now going through this process, I see it, I hear it, and you know, I just have to be patient and be ready for the right opportunities to come my way. Even though right now it seems like there's nothing, you know, things happen, and I feel like I could definitely, I can feel like a shift in energy. And I am recording this on eleven eleven, which I don't know if this matters really, but or if you believe in that stuff. But I think that there is an energy that I do feel more positive, and I do feel like I, I don't know, I just feel like I'm I, I'm ready and more open to receive. These new opportunities and what's coming to me. Okay, so now that we kind of um, jumped into what I've been experiencing lately, I want to talk about some things that I've learned and some things that I think I'm going to take with me throughout this job search. Um, Like I said before, you know, being more open is definitely a start, right? And I think it's a matter of just like wanting that position or wanting a job. If you're not in the space of like actually putting the effort or mentally putting the time in for the job, I don't think you're ready. And that's why a lot of these opportunities don't actually happen. And I think I, I'm like a, I i am like a uh I do not know what the word I'm looking for, but I am like, I don't want to say a poster of that, but I definitely feel like I was just applying to jobs just because I like need the money and I, I want the extra money. But I'm not really sitting down and like being open and ready for these jobs. So that's my first thing that I think you should do. And I touched on this before, so I don't want to go into it again. But I think that that's the main thing. The second thing you should do is I'm a believer of like having multiple uh, copies and different uh, versions of your resume, right? I think, you know, when you apply to certain jobs, they're looking for one way. But if you apply to... Another job, they might be looking uh, for something different, or when you apply to different industries, they might want a different format or something. So I think that's my biggest tip: is just having different versions of your resume that, like, either you remove experiences, or you add things, or you take away certain things. and this is just a tip which I learned in college and I, and I think this is absolutely 100% true. Um, do not include your GPA on your resume. I think it's a big, it doesn't really indicate anything. Um, if you're interested, I had a 3.94 GPA in college, but does it really matter in the real world? No. Nobody really asked you what your GPA is. So if you're a college student, if you're in high school, I totally think you should get rid of your GPA. I don't really think it adds anything. If you did graduate with honors, that's different. You can add that. But I don't think adding GPA really affects your chances of even, you know, getting a job or them considering you. Because at the end of the day, a GPA is just a statistic. And it's not a real representation of how you work and your work experience. So that was just a little side tip. But anyway, going back to having different versions of your resume, I think just tailoring your resume to certain jobs is absolutely important. And it gives you that edge that other people who don't do that, uh, they just, job recruiters see that. And I think that's why I'm saying tailor your resume to that specific position. And if it is like a more serious, like full-time, high-paying position, and you want to seem a little bit more professional definitely tailor your resume to that. So have different versions of your resume so that you can give yourself more opportunities. The third thing I want to say is make sure, this kind of goes with the last point, but make sure your resume is cleaned up. Uh, You know, make sure it's consistent. Make sure it's easy to read. Uh, If you're able to fit everything on one page, fit everything on one page have a a header with your name and your phone number, email address. Make sure it's it's simple, it's easy, and it's a reflection of you and what you've actually done at these companies you've worked for or, or different roles you've had. Because uh, I've read people's resume and classmates' resume in the past, and I find them to be quite boring in a sense. And I'm not saying like mine is like, amazing because clearly nobody answers me but I think I do have a good resume in the sense of that it's clean it's simple it's effective and to me it shows my personality but still getting a professional point across and I think sometimes resumes can seem very boring and like under job experience they're like worked well and communicated with others well how did you communicate and work well with others you know, be more detailed and short with it. So my biggest thing is just keep a detailed and organized resume. That's easy to read for employers and recruiters. That's the biggest, biggest thing. And I've done a lot of cleaning up of my resume over the past month or so. And I've noticed, you know, I feel better about it and I feel more confident sharing it. And I like sharing my experience with other people. So I don't have a problem like even talking about it because I, (laughs) this sounds so shallow, but I like talking about myself and I like talking about my experiences. And I think it's important to be confident in what you've accomplished. And listen, even if it's just a retail job, if it's a customer service job, you're still working and you're still gaining the experience. So be confident when somebody asks you, hey, I noticed you had four years of retail experience. Um, Could you tell me about it? Like, be honest and be open and tell them what you've learned because working in retail and working with people shows that you have a lot of patience. You have a lot of um drive. You have a lot of motivation. You have a passion to help people and, you know, resolve issues. So I think that you should be confident in what you're you're saying and what you're putting on your resume because if you're not it's not going to come across in the interview or a phone call or whenever that you know you really did those things or you really cared about the job and that's kind of like tip number four is like just be confident in what you're putting on your resume and what you're and what you're saying because again the more confident you come across the more open the recruiter or whoever you're interviewing or who's ever interviewing you is going to see that. So this kind of is the most important thing to me is just be confident in what you've done and you'll be able to soar and you know tell people what you've done. And the final tip I have for you, tip number five, is just be ready for a long process. And I don't think I was ready for that. I took the summer off. I mentioned this in my last episode, which you, if you haven't listened, please go listen. But I don't think I was ready for such a long drawn out process. And I think it's just the times we live in. My one good friend mentioned this and it's a really good point. I'm going to be 23. So I graduated um, in May. So the class of 2022 is looking for a job. The class of 2021 is looking for a job the class of 2020 during the pandemic is looking for a job and all the people who lost their jobs during the pandemic or lost their jobs. Now they're looking for jobs too. So you kind of have to put this into perspective of like, wow, I'm competing with so many different people in the same position. And like I said, I was beating myself up in the beginning, but there's no point in doing that now because now I know that like it, it is hard and there are, there are a lot of people out there looking for jobs so it's not me it's not anything I've done wrong it's just there's so many people out there that maybe fit it better or there's just so many applications that they can't go through all them right so what I'm saying is that just don't be so quick to think I'm gonna find a job in a week because it's not gonna happen I've been looking through a job I've been looking for a job since September and it's now the almost the middle of November and I still don't have anything full time or part time so just be ready for a long process and just apply to jobs that you feel connected to and that you want to do don't just aimlessly apply. I've learned, I, Like I said before, I've said this before. I did that and it doesn't work. Apply to jobs where you actually think you're going to add value or you're going to be happy in. Because again, you work for a job for a long time. Basically, you work your whole life. So you want to be happy in a career. And I'm not saying stay in one job forever. If that's you, good for you. But, you know, I'm just saying, you know, you're in a job for a long time. So pick jobs that mean something to you and that you actually want to do. And just be open and accepting of the, the rejections. Because like I said, I think before my mantra was see rejection as redirection. And it's true. You have to be rejected in order to be redirected to something better. And if it means getting rejected from 80 jobs like me and still not having anything, but still having the courage to apply and still having the motivation to apply. I think it shows, it speaks volumes of me as a person and it shows that I don't give up and I'm ready for anything that comes my way. So I think you should do the same. Be open and be ready for things to come and those opportunities will come your way. Okay guys, so I've talked a lot this episode. I think this is one of my longest episodes, but I I just really and I didn't even have a script, guys. Are you proud of me? So I usually have like a little script of like what I say or like bullet points. This time I just kind of spoke from what I was feeling and I think it's nice, you know, uh, the reason I started this podcast was an outlet for me to share my experience, but it's also good for me and I benefit from Sharing my experiences and sharing my thoughts and opinions with other people talking about it. And I think talking about this specific topic, which has kind of been, you know, in the forefront of what's been going on, it's actually really helped me. And I think I'm just going to be more open, like I said in the beginning and throughout this podcast episode. I'm I'm ready for jobs that are meaningful to me and those rejections are being redirected into better opportunities and I'm open, I'm ready and you know you guys should be too and I said I'm saying this over and over again because I don't want, I, I sound like a broken record but it's true just be open and be ready and see those um, rejections as positive things and not so negative and I just want to say you're not alone and I wish you good luck if you're searching for a job or if you're switching careers or if you're thinking about switching a career or your jobs. Good luck. I know you guys who are listening are smart and you have you're eligible for anything that you do or anything you put your mind to. So just be ready for that. And I think you'll be set up for success. All right. So I think I'm going to end this episode here. Uh, I want to go finish watching tennis and drink some water. My mouth is dry. Every time I make these episodes, my mouth is so dry. I think it's because after I record the clips, sometimes, or if I talk too much, my mouth just gets so dry. So I'm going to get some water. I'm going to finish watching tennis. I hope you enjoyed this episode and you got something out of this episode, I was really passionate about this topic and I just want you to know that you will get that job and you will get that opportunity, but it might take some time and that's okay. Uh, I'm going to take my own advice here and I'm just going to wait it out and see what's available for me. What comes my way? Be open and be receptive and take it from there. So I we will see you in next week's episode. Uh, so stay tuned for more. Make sure you follow me on Instagram at whatever it is podcast. And I'll see you in the next one. Bye, guys.